necesario. Bhagavan revealed the nature of Kshetra. Then now he also revealed the Jnanam, the 20 values. And now he is indicating the real nature of the Kshetra Jnana. It cannot be indicated as with the term is and is not also. Because such terms we use for objects. When objects are present, we say they are. And they are not there, we say they are not. But such term cannot be used for that supreme reality. It, But one may feel that maybe it is not there. No, we can see the presence or experience the presence of that supreme through all the beings. It shines through all the hands and legs and, and the senses and the mind. So the presence, just as the presence of the sun, we come to know when we see the moon shining in the sky at night. So similarly, when we see or experience the senses shining with the light of consciousness, we know that it is there. The pure, absolute consciousness is present. So it reveals or shines through all the senses, but it itself is beyond all senses, devoid of all senses. Sarvendriya vivarjitam, free from all attachment and the very support of all these various matter. So it appears to be divided, but it is homogeneous. Avibhaktancha bhuteshu. So in all beings it appears that consciousness is divided, but it is not divided. It is one, that supreme reality or the pure absolute consciousness is one homogeneous whole. Further Bhagavan says in the 17th verse, Jyoti Shamapita Jyoti Hi Tamasapparamuchyate Jnanam Tnyayam Tnyanagamyam Ridisarvasya Vishthitam Jyoti Shamapita Jyoti Hi Tamasapparam That pure absolute consciousness is indicated here as Jyoti Shamapita Jyoti Hi. It is light of even all the lights. Jyoti Sham Jyoti Hi. Light of all the lights. It is that because of which everything shines. Just as uh, the moon shines and so many other objects shines because of the light of the sun. Similarly, because of that pure absolute consciousness, every mind, every intellect, 
every sense organ of all the beings it shines forth with that life or that ability to be conscious of so it is the very light of all the light just as in our uh, dream also we might see lot of lights we can see the sun also in our dream but that sun the light which is revealed in the sun is also illumined by me so i am the light in the sun also so similarly this kshetradya uh, uh, is indicated here as the light of all the light so i have that consciousness because of which i am conscious of my body so this consciousness because of which i am conscious of the body this in its absolute sense is that pure consciousness hmm? which is illumining not only this body but all the bodies jyotisham apitat jyotihi and tamasap paramuchyate but at the same time it is beyond darkness beyond ignorance even ignorance cannot touch the supreme reality our absolute nature cannot be touched by ignorance ignorance can touch the intellect but it cannot touch that pure consciousness in in the intellect we can understand something we cannot we can not understand something but as far as that pure consciousness is concerned it illumines everything it cannot be touched by the ignorance nor can it be touched by knowledge it is beyond both so tamasah param uchyate beyond tamas also and that is our real nature it is also indicated by it can be comprehended by the values which are indicated here as jnanam so here bhagwan calls that jnanam also as as the supreme reality because it helps us to comprehend that supreme because it is the means to know that supreme self therefore it is also indicated by the term jnanam but here jnanam is all this amanitvam adambhitvam ahimsa akshantirarjavam those 20 values when we have those when we cultivate those values in our mind in our intellect we become fit to comprehend to recognize our own self hmm so jnanam it is also indicated as neyam all this which we are learning now is neya neyam is that which has to be known so it is also indicated as neyam and jnanagamyam and through this knowledge amanitvam adambhitvam it can be grasped so it is also called jnanagamya means can be known or can be grasped through knowledge so jnanagamyam ridi sarvasya vishtitam it exist in the heart of all beings means it is present it is very close to us it exist in the heart of all beings ridi sarvasya vishtitam to recognize this we don't have to go anywhere we have to just dive within ourselves bhagwan ramana maharshi ji says that 
हृदय कुहर मध्ये केवलं ब्रह्ममात्रं यहमहम इति साक्षात आत्मरूपेण भाति हृदय विषमनसा स्वाम मज्जता चिन्वता वा पवन चलन रोधात आत्मनिष्ठो भवत्वम के दिस ब्रह्म एग्जिस्ट इन द वेरी केव ऑफ अवर हार्ट मींस वेयर वी एक्सपीरियंस द सेंस ऑफ आय 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 देयर इटसेल्फ एग्जिस्ट दैट ब्रह्म वेयर वी आर एक्सपीरियंसिंग आय एम आय एम देयर इटसेल्फ एग्जिस्ट दैट ब्रह्म द नियरेस्ट वी कैन एक्सपीरियंस ब्रह्म as i am so we when we hold on to this i am it will take us to our own supreme nature everyone experiences i am me anyone who doesn't experience here everyone experiences i am means i exist my own existence i experience only problem is i identify with the body mind and great confusion is there about exactly what is my nature there is no confusion regarding my existence there is only confusion regarding my exact nature and uh, so in order to know my exact nature i have to just hold on to that thought i am and that will take us to our own self so where that thought or where that notion i am arises that is called heart dil hmm? the spiritual heart it is not the physical heart it is that where we experience our own own existence own self i am i am there itself when we hold on to that i it will take us to our own supreme self it will take us to our destination we have to just hold on to it so jnanam neyam jnanagamyam hrade sarvasya vishtitam and bhagwan ramana marshi also says that ridi vishamanasa swam you enter your own heart through chintanam through diving through restraining your breath you just enter your own heart means enter that feeling i am remove all other thoughts from your mind only hold on to that i exist i am i am and you will find that you have nothing to do with this body also because in that pure i am there is no notion of the body there is no notion of the mind and when we hold on to it it will take us to our own self this is the direct and the simplest and the most natural path to our own self we have to just sit on that i am and it will take us to our destination it's like you sit in a train and you find out where it is going so once you know that it is going to the right place you just sit there relax it will take you you don't have to know all the routes you don't have to know all the stations also if it is your final station you will know it will stop there and you can then get down similarly all of us should sit on that train of i am 
it will take us to our source our ultimate destination our self so with this sarvasya vishtitam it exists in the heart this kshetradnya or the absolute self exist in the heart of all so thus bhagwan in this verses starting from the 12th neyam yat tat pravakshami until the jyotisham apitat jyotihi he indicated the kshetradnya its real nature now bhagwan takes up another topic before that he summarizes he tells what he has told to arjuna because arjuna was not taking notes so he so he had to tell him what i had told you so in the 18th verse he is repeating he tells ete kshetram tatha jnanam neyam choktam samasatah madbhakt etad vidnyaya मद्भावायोपपद्यते दस अर्जुन आई हैव i have declared i have told you kshetram what is kshetra this body and then it is made up of those 24 tatvas plus their vikar hmm? so mahabhutani ahankara and all the kshetram i explained to you i indicated it to you then tathat jnanam the knowledge the 20 values अमानितमदंबिमहिंसाक्षातिराजवम आदि ट्वेंटी वैल्यूज आई हैव इंडिकेटेड विच हेल्प अस टू रिकग्नाइज द सेल्फ दिस आर द साधना विच एवरी वन शुड फॉलो एंड वंस वी आर इक्विप विद दिस वी विल नो द सेल्फ इट इज लाइक इफ यू वॉन्ट टू सी अवर फेस इन द मिरर द मिरर शुड बी क्लीन वंस द मिरर इज क्लीन देन वी कैन सी अवर फेस in the good old days they used to have metal uh, uh, reflecting surface as mirror in south india and all they make with so many metals they put and a metal mirror is made but it becomes little uh, uh, opaque so with the help of some sort of vibhuti and all it is rubbed and when you rub it starts shining and once it shines then you can see your face in that similarly our this jnanam help us to shine the our mirror of our antakarana of our mind so that we can recognize our own self so jnanam and neyam neyam is this kshetradnya is indicated as that which has to be known that which has to be recognized that is called neyam so that was also indicated using those uh, various uh, indicators like jyotisham apitat jyotihi 
सुनेयम च उक्तम समासतः आई इंडिकेटेड ऑल दिस समासतः ब्रीफली सी दो वी फील इट इज क्वाइट एलोबरेट बट भगवान से ब्रीफली आई हैव इंडिकेटेड दिस थ्री क्षेत्रम ज्ञानम एंड नेयम एंड दिस नेयम हैज टू बी नोन नाउ एट प्रेजेंट वी आर नोविंग द क्षेत्र and knowing the kshetra and getting attached to the kshetra will not help us to be free of this samsara we always remain a knower when we know something kshetra we become the knower and then we want to do something about it so we become the doer and we want to enjoy it so we want to we become the enjoyer so we get involved in the kshetra only we cannot come out of it but if we want to be free of this bondage if we want to be free of this samsara we have to recognize ourselves as that pure light again to give that example of the moon so the light of the sun in space we cannot see that is the pure light but when it falls on the moon we see it but that light which is falling on the moon is the kshetradnya which is identifies with the moon it has to recognize itself as that light which is free from all objects once it recognize that then even if the moon is there it doesn't matter then it is free it is free from all bondage but if it doesn't recognize this pure light then it identifies with the moon and wherever the moon goes it goes with it it feels i am going here going there i am moving but when it comes to recognize it it's pure then it will know that i am where i am moon comes moon goes but i am where i am many moon comes many moon goes but i am where i am so that recognizing that kshetradnya in its pure form is uh, required therefore it is called neyam that which has to be known and who knows bhagwan here adds one more quality jnanam he has already said but he also says that mad bhaktah those who are devoted to me your me means that pure consciousness that absolute consciousness which is all pervading which exist in all bhagwan says those who are devoted to me mad bhaktah etad vidnyaya they come to recognize this see we might cultivate all this jnanam but for what sake we are cultivating so that we will come to recognize our own true self that is the parmatma param atma if shetragne is called atma then it is called paramatma superior atma supreme self all are self only but just the word supreme is used there to indicate that it is superior to this kshetragnya uh, but it is the real nature of kshetragnya only so when we develop that love for our absolute self love means great fascination 
attraction, all the time thinking about it, dedicating our life, dedicating all our action to it. That is the expression of that love. Seeing it in all. Hmm. So that love, Mad Bhaktaha, that is called Bhakti. In, we have seen in the 12th chapter also, Bhagwan had indicated Bhakti as Mayeva Mana Adhatsva Mai Buddhim Niveshaya. You place your mind in me, you place your intellect in me. And me means that Supreme Absolute Self. Not in any form. Because if we place our mind in form, then we are placing it in Kritra only. Even if we make the form very nice, it is, we are placing our mind in Kshetra. So, it is, Mad Bhakta Etad Vidnyaya. My devotees, the devotees of this Paramatma, knows me. And Mad Bhavaya Upapadyate. And having known me, they become one with me. So, knowing the self is being the self. So when one recognizes one's own nature, one comes to be that nature. It's like suppose you are dreaming. And in your dream, let us say you become a, a different person. Like a king in the waking state, he dreams that he is a beggar. So that beggar is told, someone comes in his dream, a wise person, and tells him that you are actually a king. He said, I am hungry. And you are making fun of me. He said, take this bread, eat it. But I am telling you, you are a king. So you, but not here. You have to transcend this state. Then you will recognize yourself as a king. But you meditate on yourself as king. So that beggar sits and meditates on himself as the king. And as he meditates, his mind gets withdrawn, his attention gets withdrawn from the world. People are putting coins and doing whatever, giving him, but he is not aware of it. He has withdrawn all his attention. He has given up his his notion that I am a beggar. He is just holding on to that notion that I am a king. And as he is just holding on to it, suddenly something happens. He wakes up and he finds that he is a king. He is sitting on a throne and he was thinking, Are Vapri, I was thinking I was a beggar. Such a foolish thing I was doing. Similarly, when we meditate, now the teacher tells us you are Brahman. We say, I am Brahman. I am such a miserable person. But we should accept the words of the teacher and when we hold on to this I am, this I am itself will take us to that state where we will recognize that I am Brahma. So that requires bhakti, a love for this state, love for this supreme self. If we have love for the world, we will be in the world only. But when we develop love for that self, then we will be able to transcend this world. It will give vairagya towards the world. Otherwise, we will be involved in the world only. 
सो मत भक्त विज्ञाय माय डिवोटी नोविंग दिस बिकम्स मी मत भावाय उपपद्यते सो द डिवोटी कम्स टू नो दस्ट वी वर्शिप्स दैट परमात्मा एज शिव ओ नम शिवाय बट देन एज ही वर्शिप्स होल्ड्स ऑन टू दैट शिव सडनली कम्स टू नो शिवोहम शिवोहम आई एम शिवा आई एम शिवा चिदानंद रूप शिवोहम शिवोहम सो थ्रू भक्ति विच इज द एसेंस ऑफ ऑल द ट्वेंटी वैल्यूज विच वर इंडिकेटेड थ्रू दैट भक्ति थ्रू दैट इंटेंस लव फॉर दैट सुप्रीम वन कैन एटेन दैट स्टेट ऑफ एनलाइटनमेंट वन कैन बिकम फ्री ऑफ दिस संसार बट नाउ वन क्वेश्चन कम्स एंड अनदर टॉपिक विल बिगिन नाउ बट इट्स एक्सटेंशन ऑफ द सेम टॉपिक दैट हाउ इज दिस संसार कॉज्ड वॉट इज दिस संसार वॉट इज दिस बॉन्डेज हाउ हैज इट कम वॉट एक्जैक्टली वी मीन बाय आई एम बाउंड एंड आई हैव टू free myself i have to gain this liberation what does it mean sometimes we get stuck in the pravachan also we come and get bound nay can't escape so similarly we are bound in this samsara what does it mean by being bound so that is a very interesting topic and then bhagwan explains it now from the next verse so let us begin prakratim purusham chaiva vidhyanaadi ubhavapi vikaraashcha gunaashchaiva विधि प्रकृति संभवान प्रकृति पुरुषं चैव विध्यनादि उभावपी विकाराश गुणाशैव विधि प्रकृति संभव हाँ दोज हु ट्राई टू स्टडी भगवदगीता और एनी टेक्स्ट बाय देम sometimes get really confused and that confusion comes because of the various terms used now the topic started with kshetra kshetradnya and suddenly bhagwan here brings two new terms now purusha and prakriti so one gets confused but if it is understood uh, properly then everything becomes clear so this purusha the term we used here purusha means the kshetradnya only so purusha is a different uh, word used for what we have seen at kshetradnya purusha means jo pur mein rehta hai one who is residing in a pur the kshetra is also called pur jaise kanpur nagpur solapur kolapur ha ah, as a city a place so this uh, purusha is is that uh, consciousness uh, residing 
in the kshetra is called purusha is like a, again the example of the moon and the light that light of the sun is residing as though on the moon it is residing moon is there which doesn't have light of its own but this light of the sun is settled down on the moon it is residing on the moon it is pervading the moon and residing there similarly this pure consciousness alone is residing in this kshetra as the witness of this kshetra it resides it reside doesn't mean it is just uh, sitting quietly but it is the witness so i am there is awareness of the body the mind the senses the intellect everything so therefore it is called purusha that word purusha is used and that uh, if this word purusha is used for kshetradnya then the for that absolute kshetradnya uh, in its absolute nature that word you uh, for that then the word uses purushottama uttama purush means yeah? uttama purush that we will see this term will be used now in 15th chapter so these are various terms indicating the same truth like for example the sun to indicate the uh, the sun in our sanskrit language there are many words ravi and anshuman and bhaskar so many terms are there to indicate the sun and each term has got a slight different facet to it in the english language we only use the word sun but in the sanskrit it has got various facets mitra also is one of the name of the sun so various facets are there similarly the same consciousness is used multiple terms are used so here bhagwan for kshetratni he uses the term purusha and for kshetra uh, see in we have seen that in the if you refer to the the different 24 tatvas of kshetra uh, if you can refer to verse number 5 mahabhutanya hankara buddhiravyaktameva cha indriyani dashay kancha pancha cha indriya gocharaha this are 24 mahabhutani are the sukshma mahabhut tan matras they are five in number then ahankar 1 6 buddhi 7 avyakta 8 then indriyani dashaikam the 10 indriyas kitna ho gaya 18 then one more mana 19 plus 5 the five objects huh? 24 ho gaya so in this this avyakta the unmanifest that unmanifest is the cause of all this other 23 from this unmanifest only all this 23 has come that unmanifest 
from that only all the 23 has come. That unmanifest or avyakta is also called prakriti. Hmm. So the word prakriti which is used there is for this unmanifest avyakta. Now I will tell you why that uh, term prakriti and why it is uh, used we will see. But that prakriti and from that only this 23 has come. So the prakriti and its vikar together is called, it becomes the kshetra. Prakriti and all its manifestation is the kshetra. It's like the seed and from the seed only the whole tree comes. So the prakriti is like the seed from which the entire kshetra manifests. So here the term prakriti, prakriti means the first uh, born, prathamakriti, first that unmanifest is there and from that unmanifest only everything else comes. So prakriti and purusha, Bhagwan is using these two terms to explain our bondage, explain the samsar because these two together becomes the cause of samsara. Hmm. So, prakritim purushan chayva vidhi anadhi ubhav api. Bhagavan says that understand that both of them are anadhi. Anadhi means beginningless. Beginningless means causeless. They are just there. At present, we have the experience of both the kshetra and kshetradnya. If we try to find out their cause, we will not know. They are means indescribable. It is, cannot be found. It is causeless. Though some can say that, oh, maybe because of ignorance, this, that and all, but it is really causeless, anadi, beginningless. It's like, suppose the rope is there and you see it as a snake. So, from when, from where that snake has come, from when it came, from where it has come, we cannot say it is anirvachanim, it is indescribable. It is not caused by anything. It is, it doesn't have a beginning, it doesn't have a birth certificate, that snake doesn't have a birth certificate. You cannot say it is born on this particular day. Similarly, this Prakriti and Purusha, they are also Anadi, beginningless. So when we are born, we are born with the combination of this both Prakriti and Purusha. There is, a, we find ourselves that there is a body and I am aware of the body. We have never, uh, what you call, uh, we don't have the memory of experiencing ourselves devoid of this body. Hmm. We have the experience that I am there and this body is there. So the body is the prakriti and its modification and the one who is aware of this body is the purusha, the I am. And they are anadi, causeless. They are there. So whether we say they were from the beginningless time they are there, that is also fine. 
सो प्रकृतिम पुरुषन चैव विधि अनादि उभव अपी एंड विकारांश गुणांश चैव विधि प्रकृति संभवान एंड ऑल द विकार विकार मीन्स मॉडिफिकेशन मॉडिफिकेशन मीन्स ऑल द ट्वेंटी थ्री तत्वास विच आर मेन्शन दन्मात्रास द अहंकार बुद्धि मन पंच ज्ञानेन्द्रिय पंच कर्मेन्द्रिय एंड पंच विषय शब्द स्पर्श रूप रसगंध ऑल ऑफ देम आर कॉल्ड विकार दे आर ऑल बॉर्न फ्रॉम प्रकृति प्रकृति संभवान बॉर्न फ्रॉम प्रकृति प्रकृति इज द मेन थिंग सो ऑल ऑफ देम आर बॉर्न फ्रॉम प्रकृति अगेन दिस this uh, prakriti by nature has got three qualities therefore all that is born from prakriti also has got this inherent three qualities and those inherent three qualities are the three the three gunas sattva gun rajogun tamogun so gunas chaiva so all the vikar and the three gunas are born from prakriti so sattva gun rajogun tamogun so prakriti is that unmanifest prakriti is also sometimes called maya hmm it is that unmanifest and it has got inherent these three qualities sattva gun rajogun tamogun when these three qualities are in equilibrium then prakriti just remains as prakriti unmanifest and when these three gunas they become inequal when there is a little uh, uh, restlessness in the three gunas then all the 23 tattvas come out all of them emerge hmm. that is what is said now in all the scriptures these are not something which we can see and all but these are uh, indicated in our scriptures by this great wise people so in the samya avastha this three actually sattva gun rajogun tamogun more in detail we will study in the next chapter because this topic bhagwan has just started of prakriti he will go into details about these three gunas and all in the next 14 chapter it's a beautiful chapter <laughs> it tells us how our mind functions and all so this uh, when these three gunas they are opposed to each other sattva gun is opposed to rajogun and tamogun tamogun is opposed to rajogun and sattva gun and rajogun is opposed to the other two but and when they are in a balance then there is no manifested world everything is at a standstill that is called the pralay avastha when everything has merged everything has dissolved but when there is imbalance of these three gunas then there is the world See, even if from the science standpoint when the all the energies are in a state of little imbalance then only we see all the all this uh, wonderful happening in the world like even on earth lot of things now seasons change and lot of khatarpatar goes on on earth because it is not in a state of balance still it is cooling down lot of magma and hot uh, things are there underneath ha uh, then the 
then the attraction of the moon and all the tides come, then volcanic eruptions and the plates are moving and earthquakes happen, then some mountains are rising and some are setting down. So many things are happening on earth because it is still in an unbalanced state. But later on when everything, all the energy is spent and everything is settled, it will just become like a dead planet. Some of the planets are there, no, nothing much excitement there, everything is calm and peaceful, nothing is happening. So when the three gunas are in a state of flux, in a state of imbalance, then the world is seen to function or and when they are again into balance, then the whole world dissolves. So this vikar, the, the different modification of prakriti and the gunas, rajagun, tamogun and sattvagun, all of them are born from prakriti. Prakriti sambhavan, they are born from prakriti. But why are you telling all these things? Big story about prakriti and purusha. He says because that is the cause of our this samsara. This together, this prakriti and purush together are the cause of this sansar. How? So further he says, Karya karanakartratve Hetu prakriti ruchyate Purusha sukhadukhanam Bhoktrutve heturuchyate Karyakaranakartrutve heturuchyate Hetu means the cause. He says that Karyakaranakartrutve Hetuhu prakriti ruchyate. Prakriti is the cause for this karya and karana. This, uh, uh, this body, which is made up of the five gross elements, is also called karya. And the buddhi, ahankar, mana, and the ten sense or ten, ten organs, organs of perception and organ of action, they are also called karana. Means what we, the 23 tattvas, prakriti is the cause for them. Karya karana kartratve, in the making of this karya and karana, hetuhu, the cause is prakriti. Prakriti ruchyate. These are the very, our cosmology which is explained in our uh, Vedanta. It's very systematic, very beautifully it is uh, explained. This explanation is given so that we can understand the whole concept and then it will help us to recognize our own self. So it is not to make us some scientist or something, but it is meant to indicate the true nature of the self. So prakriti is the cause of prakriti in its unmanifest. It has, it is, it has got the potential of everything. So it is the unmanifest. Unmanifest means it cannot be seen, cannot be touched. It is beyond the senses. But from that prakriti only, 
comes that uh, the the cosmic uh, buddhi, then ahankar and mind and all the all the uh, five elements they are born and also all the senses and all everything is born from this prakriti. It's like a light, tiny little seed. If I show you a seed and tell you that oh, in this seed exists the entire tree, the trunks, the various branches, the 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 hundreds of or thousands of uh, leaves and the flowers and the fruit, everything exists in this seed. It will, one will say, oh, what are you talking? The seed is so tiny little. But it has, it has got the potential of the entire tree. Similarly, Prakriti is that which has got potential of the entire world. The world is indicated here as Karya Karana. Karya means the, the effect and Karana are the instrument through which the one interacts with the effects. So Karya Karana Kartatve Hetuhu Prakriti Ruchyate. And what about the Purusha? He says the Purusha Sukhadukkhanam Bhoktrutve Heturuchyate. And this Purusha becomes the Bhokta of Sukha and Dukkha. The Purusha becomes, who is the witness, also becomes the enjoyer of this Sukha Dukkha. To become the enjoyer of Sukha Dukkha itself is called being a Samsari. One gets this Purusha gets attached to this Prakriti and becomes the Samsari. It is like the the light of the sun, which is nameless, formless. It gets attached to the moon and then becomes the enjoyer of the moon. Then whatever happens to the moon happens, it feels it is happening to me. If the moon grows, it feels I am growing. If the moon sinks, I mean shrinks, it feels I am shrinking. So in this way, it identifies with the moon and experiences the joys and sorrows of the moon. Otherwise, I am a witness. The Purusha in its pure nature, Kshetratni in its pure nature is a witness. But it forgets its witnesshood and identifies identifies the thought of happiness and sorrow comes in our mind and it identifies with it and says, I am happy, I am unhappy. It experiences that happiness, unhappiness as its own nature. Though it is not its nature, it experiences, we experience it as our nature. So this combination of Purusha and Prakriti becomes the cause of samsara. Or the Kshetra and Kshetradnya, when they combine together, become the cause of samsara. So all the beings of this world are the combination of Purusha and Prakriti. And the Purusha keeps on experiencing the different joys and sorrows given by the Prakriti. And this goes on. This is called samsara. Purusha Sukhadukkhanam Bhoktrutve Heturuchyate. So one has to understand oneself as different from the Prakriti and then understand oneself as one is. 
it's like the again the light on the moon that light on the moon should understand first that i am not the moon just imagine you are the light huh? and you are the light of that sun which is all pervading which cannot be seen cannot be heard cannot be tasted cannot be touched huh? that light then dham you fall on the moon and then you suddenly the lot of brightness is there and you feel that uh, you are that light and you are the moon because you identify with the moon so that light has to first understand that i am different from this moon and that light should understand that i am different from this light also which is so bright because this light bright light has come because of my contact with the moon if i remove this contact i am that light which is unseen unheard pure light so how does this uh, this uh, huh, the combination the attachment or the coming together of this purush and prakriti itself is called the bondage and itself is the cause of our samsara this will become more clear now already it must have become clear but now it will become more clear in the next verse purusha prakriti sthohi bhumte prakriti jan gunan karanam gunasangosya sadasadyo nijanmasu purusha prakriti sthohi bhumte prakriti jan gunan karanam gunasangosya sadasadyo nijanmasu ha so this purusha that means that pure that i am that is called purusha ha huh? so subjectively we should under, it is not a theory but it is what we are experiencing so that your feeling that i am i exist that is called purusha it has got nothing to do with stri and purush the stri also experiences i am the purush also the man also experiences i am that i am is called purush hmm so i am i exist so huh? i am so this purusha prakriti stohi i am i seated in this body which is the prakriti and the manifestation of the prakriti modification of prakriti seated in the prakriti bhumte enjoys prakriti jan guna the gunas the three gunas sattva gun rajogun tamogun and their expression as sukha dukha labh hani jay parajay all these are expressions of this prakrit uh, this gunas only this uh, purusha becomes the enjoyer of that hmm. and karanam guna sangosya and this cause of uh, identifying with the prakriti and enjoying the 
the sukha dukha the joys and sorrows becomes the cause for sadasad yoni janmasu for our janma in various types of yonis in various types of life forms this becomes the cause for our various lights which we take now let us try to comprehend this more clearly see like this um, uh, what do you call uh, like those animals and all sometimes they tie those animal na like a bell what do you call the bell ko kya bolte hain bull ha not horse bull bull if that bull is nice and docile and all you can just tie a rope around its neck but suppose this bull is very powerful it breaks that rope and goes away so what they do they make a metal ring and put it around its nose inside it like a hole and put it there a metal ring and then you tie a rope on that on that ring that bull will if it tries to break the rope it will feel that hurt it will not break because they are holding it holding the bull at a very deeper level you have about the bull you have understood very good that is a big progress now now really interesting thing this prakriti is nay no, sorry purusha is holding on to prakriti there are this 24 tatvas we have seen in kshetra in this 24 tatvas the purusha is holding on to that avyakta therefore even when the body falls down the person is not liberated even when the body falls down the person is not liberated for example like we catch hold of a culprit huh? then they put a what you call that uh, handcuff huh? around his uh, wrist suppose we instead of that we just put uh, something on his uh, shirt us uh, shirt ko aisa pakad liya baandh ke pakad ke aisa police is taking him along holding on to his kurta that fellow will slowly remove that kurta and that police will go to the station with the kurta only you understand but if it is held on his wrist then he cannot escape similarly purusha is not holding on to the body because if it was holding on to the body with our death we will get liberated death will liberate us so best way is to die but death doesn't liberate us death only is the shirt gets removed and we wear another shirt purusha is holding on to the kshetra at the level of the prakriti at the level of avyakta at the level of causal body ah therefore even when the body gets dropped physical body gets dropped when a person dies 
the physical body gets dropped. Means the five uh, elements, the gross five elements get separated. But the subtle five elements, the ten uh, senses, the mind, the intellect, the ahankar and the avyakta is still there. Therefore, this cause is still there, so it produces another body for itself. And the yatra continues. Many people, they feel that, oh, so much of sorrow, pain in this life, oh, what can I do, let me die. So they die, and they die means only the outer dress is removed. But immediately, as soon as the outer dress is removed, Prakriti gives them another dress. <laughs> Prakriti can produce as many dresses as you can imagine. Infinite. It is the very source of everything. It has got infinite potential. It can produce infinite births. Aneka janma. Not one or two, but aneka. It has got that potential. So when that one is dropped, another comes. So Purusha, therefore it is said, Purusha Prakriti Stohi. Purusha is residing in Prakriti, not in the body. I mean body also is there outwards, but fundamentally it is holding on to that Prakriti at a deeper level. Therefore even by becoming free of our body or becoming detached from our senses or becoming detached from our mind also will not give us liberation. Again that uh, Prakriti will create another mind for us. It will go on. So just by becoming free of the mind or the senses or the body, because they are the outer, the cause is still there, the Prakriti is still there, the Avyakta is still there. It's like a tree. If you cut uh, all the branches and all, but the root is still there, it will give rise to another. Or the seed is still there, it will give rise to another tree. So, Purusha Prakriti Stohi, the Purusha is residing in Prakriti. Therefore, the term Prakriti is used here. Because it is, though it is identified with the entire Kshetra, but it is uh, its residence is in prakriti so it's very uh, strong very powerful and this hold of this prakriti can be uh, dropped only with pure knowledge if it was only at the level of body action could have removed this uh, bondage if it was only at the level of our mind intellect and all just some, again some sadhana and all would have helped us. Some pranayam, some japa, some tapa would have helped us to become free of this bondage. But since the purusha is holding on to the prakriti at a deeper level, that detachment from prakriti can happen only in the deep state of meditation when we come to realize that I am different from this Prakriti. When I realize my own nature as the pure consciousness, as pure I am, 
So even when we are in deep sleep state, we are identified with that Prakriti. In the deep sleep state, we are identified with the Prakriti. In the waking and dream state, we are identified not only with Prakriti, but it's all manifestation also. The body, the mind, the intellect and all. But in deep sleep state, only Prakriti and Purusha remains there comfortably. And when one dies, Purusha and Prakriti are still together. So it projects another set of mind and intellect. We might not remember our past lives. Because the mind and intellect which is now, it might not be there again in the next life. It's like a, like that seed. If that seed is, uh, uh, what you call, uh, giving rise to that tree, hmm, or maybe that example might not be proper. So, uh, when we are born, huh, a different, like for example, an ocean is there. You take a bucket of water from there. That bucket of water is a, diff- a different uh, from that entire ocean. Means it is a different set of that uh, ocean. From there, a different type of experience can be gained. Or from a stock, okay, another example. Huh? I have to think of that example. Okay, our dream. Dream is a very good example. No? Dream is good example? Let me give the example first. <laughs> so suppose you sleep. Not now, later on. <laughs> so when you sleep, you dream. And in your dream, let us say you become a, a sports person. Watching cricket and all, suddenly you dream that you are a cricket star. With a bat in hand, you are hitting ball and sixer and four and everyone shouting there and all. And you also in between remove your helmet and look up in the sky and all. (laughs) So that is what is happening in the dream, your dream. And you make little noise also while dreaming. So somebody sleeping with you there, he says, what if this fellow is making such big noise? Aapko hila And you wake up. And when you wake up, you find yourself in the bedroom. And you were woken up. Then you say, why you woke up? I was dreaming and all such a wonderful dream. Why did you wake me up? I was about to hit the sixer and I would have got a century. So anyway, I am going to sleep now. So you go to sleep. And when you sleep again, you find yourself in uh, Juhu Cho party. <laughs> and eating Bhel Puri. And driving away Makhis. Suppose somebody comes and meets you there and asks you, कि आपने कितना स्कोर किया था? What was your score? You were about to hit a sixer, I heard. So what you heard? What score you are talking about? But you just now you what just now and all? I am eating bhelpuri here. So even though 
now it's very interesting even though you yourself had experienced yourself as a cricket star and you yourself are experiencing yourself as a bhelpuri person eater but you don't remember that it is a different world altogether it is gone gone forever that personality was different who was playing that cricket and the personality which is eating the bhelpuri is totally different but both of them are you the personality is different the experiences are different that means the ego is different that ego which was playing cricket and the ego which is eating bhelpuri the ego is different but that purusha is same purusha is identified with the stock which can give rise to different dreams you understand so when we die in a particular play a body and all we might not even remember our past body even if some it will be totally totally diverse totally different also nothing to do with this uh, thing any place at all it can be absolutely a different uh, experience altogether we may be born here as human being but in next life maybe some animal or some bird flying and all if that bird is caught hold and you say ah sir last last life you were that you were listening to pravachan and all so what pravachan who me is not even remember but the purusha is same the purusha which is flying there in the form of bird and that purusha who is listening to the pravachan in this life is the same so i am who is identified with this particular body at is really this particular body identification is only at the outer level but in the deep within i am identified with my prakriti and this identification with the prakriti can be dismantled only through the path which is shown here in vedanta not by any other techniques and all this that will not help us in any way they are all superficial they are all gimmicks they will not help the only way is to hold on to this i am and recognize its real nature <clears throat> then we will be free of this prakriti so purusha prakriti stohi sitting in the prakriti that purusha experiences prakriti jan gunan all that is displayed by the prakriti so if the prakriti displays is a cricket stadium and all this i enjoy that are wow, very nice if the prakriti displaces the chaupati and all i enjoy that also but this is goes on and on and on non stop how many lifetime it will go on it will go on and on but we heard that earth will then disappear and all nothing some other world it doesn't matter this world is created by prakriti it cannot be destroyed by your nuclear power or anything else it's like your dream it cannot be destroyed by atom bomb when you wake up even if suppose your world is destroyed the whole cricket stadium is blasted by some terrorist and all and you wake up with a start <sighs> and then again you go to sleep again you are at chaupati 
वो ब्लास्ट हो गया था क्या हो गया कौन सा ब्लास्ट वो मी नथिंग नथिंग इज रिमेम्बर्ड नथिंग इज नोन we are holding on to this world as though it is some solid reality it's all a great game and we hold on to it our family our children our relatives friend is that and all and for that sake we are avoiding we are not trying to understand our own real nature when we die all the family members and this and that will be forgotten and different set of family members will be there different set of family members even if you meet uh, or this type family members will not be met in there because it's a different dream altogether the cricket the audience from the cricket you will not find in the chopati similar person might be there but you will not remember him from the chaupati place or the cricket stadium place so it's a whole mystery and one is attached to this prakriti so one should become free of it so karanam guna sangosya so this guna sang attachment to these gunas attachment to the enjoyments which are given by this prakriti that becomes the cause for our janma for our birth in different types of yoni in different types of life forms sadasad yoni janmasu sadasat means in good and bad life forms we are born again and again and how long one life form will last that is also ingrained in that prakriti only it doesn't depend on how many badam pista you eat it doesn't depend on that really speaking that doesn't mean we should not eat you eat as much as you want but our life span doesn't depend on our whatever we do it depends on this prakriti it's like our dream how long the dream will last doesn't depend on how many malpuas you are eating in your dream or how much exercise you are doing i want to live a long life i want to meditate i want to i eat all sorts of health food and diet and this and that i want to live a long life suddenly wakes up life ends there when you will wake up from this dream and go into another dream we don't know that is called life and death waking up from one dream and i mean not waking up from dream from one dream to another dream life continuous life is like going from one dream to another dream anadi mayaya suptah the vedanta says we are sleeping in this anadi maya or anadi this prakriti we are sleeping and we keep on we keep on dreaming non stop so we have to wake up from this dream by following the path shown otherwise it will go on punarapi jananam punarapi maranam <coughs> punarapi janani jatare shayana 
so this prakriti at it is uh, at the at the cosmic level at our level this prakriti is experienced as our own vasanas as our own memory this memory is also part of that prakriti it comes but it is also our vasana our habits our nature all it cannot be seen but it is there and it can give rise to millions of or infinite lifetime of variety of lifetime not of one type variety of lifetime not connected to the previous life at all that you should remember not connected to the previous life at all it can it need not be connected it can be connected it need not be connected also but what about those people in uh, hypnotism and they go into their past life and all they just go into this life only they don't go into past lives and all so bhungte prakriti jan gunan purusha prakriti sto hi bhungte prakriti jan gunan karanam guna sangosya sada sadyoni janmasu therefore this purusha should be understood as different from this prakriti and its real nature has to be comprehended once that real nature of this purusha is comprehended we become free of the bondage so what is the real nature of this purusha that is now indicated again it was indicated before so now again it is indicated in the following words it's a very beautiful verse भगवान से उपद्रष्टानुमता भर्ता भोक्ता महेश्वर परमात्मेति चाप्युक्त देहेस्मुषर उपद्रष्टानुमता चर्ता भोक्ता महेश्वर परमात्मे चाप्युक्त देहेस्मुष पर हाँ भगवान से इन दिस बॉडी यू हैव टू रिकॉग्नाइज दिस पुरुष हु परवेड दिस बॉडी हु परवेड्स योर सेंसेस हु परवेड्स योर माइंड हु परवेड्स योर इंटेलेक्ट who pervades the prakriti that purusha is my real nature that pure i am so when i hold on to that i am and i even drop the sense of i only that am that is the absolute that pure consciousness that is indicated here as upadrashta upadrashta means upa means very near drashta means witness remaining very close it witnesses everything it is the witness that purusha is indicated here as the witness of everything even when we are asleep it witnesses the sleep it is aware of that sleep also it is the witness of prakriti also so we are asleep means that we are asleep means prakriti everything has merged into prakriti that is called sleep 
the body, the mind, the intellect, the senses, everything has gone into the Prakriti. But the Purusha is there, illumining the Prakriti. But still, since there is nothing, no world, no nothing, so there is the experience of nothingness. I say, I did not know myself, I did not know the world, I did not know where I was, I did not know anything, but I slept very well. That is Purusha and Prakriti in their, in their pure form, in the deep sleep state. But when we are awake, every thought, every feeling, every action, everything is witnessed, illumined by that Purusha. He is the Upadrashta. When we identify with the body, mind, intellect and all, then we start uh, becoming the, what you call, the bhokta. We start enjoying, we become the enjoyer, bhokta. But when we just, we are really, we are the witness. It's like you are watching something, you are witnessing. Like you are watching a child playing, you witness. You are just sitting there watching. Then suddenly the child falls down. Then immediately you get up and lift the child. You become, you participate in that. You become the actor, doer, an enjoyer. So Upadrashta is the nature of that Purusha. Anumanta, Bharta, Bhokta, Maheshwaraha, Paramatmeti Chapyuktaha. Dehis means Purusha Paraha. So it is indicated as Upadrashta, Anumanta, Bharta, Bhokta, Maheshwaraha, Paramatma, Chapi, Uktaha, Dehis means Purusha Paraha. In this body is this Paraha Purusha. We will see more about this in our class tomorrow.